0: Welcome to the Leader's Edge podcast. I'm Sandy Laycox, Editor-in-Chief of Leader's Edge. In our latest episode in our ongoing series with global insurer AXA XL, we meet Joe Taco, Chief Executive Officer of the Americas. Our conversation dives deeper into potential ESG regulations and their effect on carriers and the U.S. business community. Taco also shares his personal experience with the social side of ESG, which shows what happens when leadership really understands diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm very excited to share this conversation. Give it a listen. Joe, thank you so much for being with me. I'm very excited to chat with you this morning.
1: Oh, thank you, Sandy. I'm very happy to be here. Looking forward to the conversation.
0: we are going to focus on a topic that has uh, been increasingly um, being talked about in the industry as well as many industries and that's ESG. Um, It's becoming more and more important in business business decision making as uh, companies look at environmental and social risks that they're dealing with and sort of refining their business models to be more sustainable. Uh, we've also got some recent proposed rules coming from the SEC and state regulators in the U.S. Uh, so I just kind of want to go over some some different aspects of this. AXA XL has been a leader in this area for a while, so I'd love to sort of tackle some of these topics with you. Okay. What are your thoughts on the effect that these proposed rules? Uh, will have on American businesses, and you know, not just the public companies that are sort of following SEC filings and that type of thing, but also the lagging effect on other businesses.
1: You know, it's it's a, it's a great question, and and there's so much to consider here. I, I think that, you know, a lot of people when they hear ESG, you know, depending on what's on your mind at that time, you immediately go to climate, or maybe you immediately go to diversity and inclusion. Uh, or maybe you're just focused on, on, on some of the governance that, that, that's being applied, right? And it's really a, a combination of all of these things that, that, is being, um, that, is, that is, makes up all of ESG. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need to be a good steward of the environment, right? We as, as companies, as individuals um, need to make some serious commitments to climate change. Um, But we also have to be mindful of how we treat our employees, our suppliers, our partners, um, you know, in terms of diversity and inclusion, um, but also just in general, right? And so it's it's there's so much that's that's involved with this that it's that it's hard to get your head around it sometimes, and it's it's a lot easier sometimes if you just break it down into some of its individual components. Um, But I, I think that a lot of businesses. Already you know, value the social responsibility and the regard in these roles uh, as corporate citizens, they take that very seriously. It's it's, First of all, it's good business, um, if for no other reason, but it's also, particularly in in the United States, where, you know, we're a very um, mature economy and and climate change is very relevant to us. Um, How we treat our employees is also something that has gotten... Um, a lot of press, and in recent years, with all of the social unrest that's going on in our country, and some of the challenges that we face, and um, and so so making sure that we're just behaving properly, I think, is what it comes down to. In some in some instances, and just doing and just doing the right thing, you know. You, you mentioned some of the some of the governance um, that that's going on as well, we and some of the the new regulations that the SEC is uh, is imposing uh related to climate change are, are very real right and it's going to force companies to to take deeper looks and and to make stronger commitments and then also to have to report out uh in on a number of areas um, what they're doing and how they're doing it and and keep keep the regulators up to date even from the insurance company's point of view like we have um, some of some of the state regulators are also getting very active in this now and it's becoming much more a topic of discussion during state reviews with our regulators and. Um, climate in particular is one that they're particularly focused on um, and, and I can speak specifically of New York State DFS is is really been uh, a leader and in, in the US in terms of really getting I don't want to say aggressive, but but much more involved in making it um, much more apparent that we're going to need to really step up to make sure that we're adhering to the various regulations that that are coming.
0: You know, uh, that's a great point. And and from that lens, we've seen insurers potentially more so than brokers or others in the insurance value chain, feeling the pressure from outside forces to take action on climate change in particular, you know, with calls to um, refuse to insure certain industries or invest in them. How does that, you talked a little bit about that just now, but how does that affect carriers? You
1: know, it's, it's, you know, for, for us in particular, AXA, uh, has always been very very proactive on the climate change front uh, being being a company that's based in Paris and being part of the um, the net zero, the net zero alliance and being sort of one of the, one of the originally members that that's only it's i guess it's not that old not the net zero alliance but it's been around for about a year uh, but part of the paris agreement as well right and and so we I think it's something we take very seriously And we we've taken some some pretty significant. um, Actions, whether it was how we think about coal industry um, and not that we're just walking away from our insureds, right? In most cases we're we're trying to find transitionary plans um, to, to identify those companies that are are being the most proactive towards, you know, quickly transitioning or as quickly as possible away from coal. I'm using using new energy and new technologies and so how we can incentivize them and work with them and and and. To get there in a in a meaningful way sooner rather than later. And and for those that aren't willing to make that change, who aren't interested in making that change, then maybe it's a different conversation right in terms of our willingness to want to partner with them and, and to provide insurance for them. Um, it also impacts us, uh, where we, as an insurer, have a big, a big stick to yield is is when it comes to where we choose to invest. Um, you know, as a very large insurer, we have a very large investment portfolio, and 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 we have dedicated uh, a lot of resource to to trans, transferring a lot of that investment into sort of green, green companies, green energy. Um, and and socially and so socially responsible organizations, right? And so that that's a big part of our strategy as well as we continue to to go to a net zero position for for our organization. But we're really looking at all of those aspects.
0: Mm-hmm. And it really sounds like a very risk, you know mitigation and and management position that you're taking with clients as well, trying to work them through. The transition versus just sort of leaving them high and dry
1: <laughs> exactly i mean it's and it's a fine line right i mean it's it's difficult because you know if if your sole purpose is to is coal that um, then is then an organization Then it's going to be really hard for us to to find a way forward. If you're if a small percentage of your operations is is producing coal or coal driven products, then we can. We can work with you to let's how, how do we transition away from this in the future and, and continue to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that we're doing as an insurer is to come up with some new products also to to also help steer this. And that's part of our transitionary plan. And you know, things that we've done, some some things we've been doing for a long time, like just environmental insurance in the first instance, right? we, were, we were probably one of the first carriers to to really get into the um, environmental insurance space, um, you know, 20, 20, 25 years ago. Um, so that was we were sort of on the cutting edge there. So that's just a, a simple solution that, that we had provided a, a while back. We've we've stayed uh, updated with that and, and recently have issued some new endorsements where uh, kind of this build back better concept that we have of, you know, you have any sort of physical damage to any of your locations that the, the endorsement would then provide. Coverage to upgrade or repair that facility or, or equipment or whatever the case is with with uh, with a green solution, and and oh, that's wow. great for in the policy. So that's uh, you know that that's it's called our green building coverage on the environmental team, but we also have that in other in other our, our property lines as well.
0: Um, yeah, and, we hear about uh, sort of the the challenge in you know construction and property where you know building rebuilding for sustainability is much more expensive right than just putting back what was before so that sounds like a much needed uh product
1: yeah so that's it's one that's that's getting some traction um, another thing that we've done with our construction team is uh they've partnered with some some of the very large builders or and and gotten done a lot of research around this mass timber product product that that the builders were wanting to uh, experiment with, and and so, historically, as a, from a construction standpoint and from a property standpoint, you know, building with wood was not not necessarily a good thing, right? Because it's very highly combustible. But this mass timbers are are the way that they're manufactured. Um, is is considered to be pretty, pretty safe, and we've done a lot of testing alongside the uh, the, the producers of this product, along with the construction industry, um, and we're now at a point where we're, we're willing to provide coverage for the mass timber. Um, so it's it's really a. It was really a state of the art sort of solution, and it, it gets away from some of the, the more. Um, probably less green products that are out there.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about sustainability and the governance aspect of ESG. Should insurers have a role in helping businesses build, you know, their own systems and processes that are sustainable from, you know, not just environmental, but, you know, economic or digital perspective? And then if so, how do brokers fit into that?
1: For us, I think we're, we're really taking a leadership position here at AXA. You know, we we need to walk the walk, not just talk the talk, so to speak. Uh, we, we have uh, a, a very comprehensive policy, like I said, on our position on on, on investment and, and responsible investment. Um, we also have adopted a responsible procurement process. Uh, this uh, this includes sustainability clause incorporated into some contracts with our vendors globally. Uh, we're very committed to learning more about climate change in fact we have a pretty a pretty intense um, training module that's several hours long uh, that goes into very very deep and basic you know sort of from from very basic to, to, to very deep understanding of of climate of, of what we can do about it, you know, what kind of actions we can take, what we should be doing now, and what our goals are going to be coming out of this on the back end. And this is something that all of our employees are being asked to take and, and we're, we're trying to get to 100% of uh, our employees having taken this, this class. And it's actually some training that we're willing to share with our clients and brokers, and, and we can make it available to them online. Um, And uh, it's—I got to tell you—it's pretty. You know, myself, I was always a little skeptical about the training. What you know was this going to tell me? It was very informative. I walked away with such a better understanding, personally, of climate change and and why it why it's happening, what are the key drivers for it, and it's not necessarily what you think. Mm -hmm. And so, and it's not so easy to fix. And that's what puts a lot of focus on getting to this neutrality position this this net zero position by 2050 Um, because quite frankly if if we don't if we don't if we don't reach it by 2050 the damage becomes not repairable right And, and and things could get things could go bad quickly and so people really need to have a deep understanding of that and that's something that we're trying to put out in the marketplace we're trying to share it with our clients we want to share it with with everyone and we're trying to bring more and more people into this net 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 zero um
0: <clears throat> what what's the alliance. yeah what's the response yeah. like when you when you offer this to clients or brokers do you it's, get
1: it, it's really it's really they, they they're everybody's really interested in it um Uh, And you know, we had we had one of our senior executives from from AXA join us recently at at rims and attend number of our meetings and and and. uh, He's he actually. um, Sits on the net zero uh, alliance as as one of the leaders of of the uh, of the I guess as a board. I'm not sure how it's structured and he was sharing with with clients, you know, some of the work that's being done there and, and and also talked about this. Training being available and the response was incredible. People are people just want to be involved. More and more, more and more companies are are signing up to to be part of the that Zero Alliance. Currently, I think there's like 21 global insurance and reinsurance companies that are part of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it, like I said, it was only launched about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, the more and more people that we can just be, you know get informed, the more and more people that are willing to take action. The better off we're going to be
0: mm-hmm. all right let's let's finish up with the social aspect of ESG um, Yes. a few months ago we spoke with your colleague Matt O'Malley and about AXA XL's uh, internal work on DE&I and its RISE program and I know that you're involved with that as well and I would love to hear sort of the work that you're doing there as well as you know what are the next steps for the industry to continue to evolve on this issue?
1: Yeah, no, that's it's it's been it's been a very emotional experience <laughs> for me. I'll be honest with you, right? And so I um, I got involved as an executive sponsor, um, sort of just before the whole George Floyd incident happened, mm-hmm. and and I was just trying to get to know the people that are on that were on the committee with me Um, and at that at that point in time things were you know frustrations were really high people were really concerned Um, and organizations were being silent Mm -hmm. and and the feedback that i was getting from from this group is like you know what's what's xxl's position what's xxl going to say what are you going to do and it was a little bit awkward because I wasn't sure that AXA, as a as a global company based in Paris, was necessarily going to take a position on something that was happening in the U.S. specifically. Yeah. Um, and and it was a little bit, you know, I, I kind of felt like as the CEO of the Americas, I I had I had to do something. And so uh, so I I wrote I wrote a, a pretty emotional article at the time. Um, giving you know support and credence to what was happening, and the the outpouring from not only the team but from from colleagues not only in the U.S. but from around the world was was I was shocked. Yeah, I was really shocked. And and on the heels of that, we decided to do a um, a global town hall with with the Rise team and asked. Um, a number of people to share their personal stories, and you know, and and so I shared my personal story, and 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 sort of, we all have stories, and we all come from, uh, we're products of our youth and products of the environment that we were raised in, and and uh, even though we all think that we're very open-minded and have no biases, we we all have some inherent sort of biases that we're not even maybe not consciously aware of Mm -hmm. and and they're just there and so we just have to be honest about that and and talk about it and so and then we had people on the rise committee also share their stories and when you hear what some of these people have to live with every day and what they've lived with their whole lives it's just like you know if you really listen you're like Everybody, I think, was crying. I think I know I was crying. I think people around the world were crying that day and listening to just what what our own employees um, have to deal with on a daily basis. And so, for me, it was a uh, a game changer. Right? It really changed the way I think. It changed the way I act. It changed the way I, I view people. It really um uh, really moved me in a way that i didn't anticipate and and as a result we have we've continued to uh, embrace the these changes we can can we have these BRG groups uh, i think there's 5 of them now four or five of them um rise being the one that i'm actively involved with but there's lead and there's some other ones as well lead is is about um diversity from uh, from for for women in particular but it it goes beyond that and we have the uh, LGBTQ plus group and uh, and and a few others and one on one on inclusion, inclusivity in particular. So each of these um, groups are global and ba- in nature and they have local chapters and we, they all have executive sponsorship from the leadership team. Mm-hmm. And and they meet. They meet periodically. Some some of them are more active than others, and this is work that these people do in addition to their day jobs, and they're they It's all volunteer basis. And we had a we had a report out yesterday from from one of the groups, the lead group at, at one of our LT calls, and they 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 view it as they. It's not like this is a part time thing that they have two full time jobs now because they they do so much work. On these on these BRGs, we've partnered with brokers, we've partnered with clients to share some of these town halls and and to share stories and to exchange ideas. And it's uh, like I said, for me personally, it it has really I think it's changed me as a person. It really has, and it uh, it's it's something that the I think our employees truly appreciate, and they 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 like working for a company that actually gives them the opportunity to be themselves and to to be their whole selves at work and not have to fear for retribution.
0: You know, it's it's such a thoughtful response to this um that you, you know, that you are displayed and and, and the same the same was um you know when I when I spoke about about it and it's it's just demonstrates I think that Axe XL the the way that you all are approaching this really challenging topic is it's just really comes from a real place. And I think that that probably resonates with your staff.
1: Yeah. I mean, i like I said, the feedback I, that we've gotten over, over the last couple of years is, is, has really been amazing. It, and as, as we're sitting here talking about it now, I, I feel like there's more we need to do. Right. And and we don't, it, it, because when I think about it, I think back to when when things were really heated. Mm-hmm. We were very, very active. And and then, you know, when things lighten up, you, like everything else, it sort of, it becomes more secondary. It's not a top, top of mind. And and for the people that are on these teams and are actively doing it, it is top of mind for them every day. And as, as these sponsors, I, you know, we're getting pulled in a lot of different directions. So I'm, I'm making a, a note to myself as we're having this conversation that I need to... <laughs> To kind of get back in there a little bit more fully, uh, because That's it's 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 so, it's so it's so important.
0: Well, Joe, I really appreciate chatting with you. This has been a great conversation, and um, I really hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. I did actually. Thank you.
0: That was Joe Taco, CEO for the Americas at Axexl. Thanks for listening. You can find the rest of the Axexl series at LeadersEdge.com.